Listener supported. WNYC Studios. From WNYC, this is Money Talking. I'm Charlie Herman. House and Senate Republicans have agreed on a massive and far-reaching tax bill and are planning on a final vote next week. If they can get it approved, they hope to get it to the president to sign into law before Christmas. It will be bigger than anything ever done in this country, bigger than the Reagan cuts, bigger than any cuts, and it'll also be reform. And there are also some other things in that bill that are very, very big, that are somewhat unrelated. But ultimately, I think it's all related. It's been quite a sprint to get to this point, and there is a lot at stake for every taxpayer in this country. And joining me to talk about it is Rick Newman, a columnist at Yahoo Finance. Good morning, Rick. Hey, Charlie. So there's been a real rush, obviously, to get this bill to the president's desk before Christmas. There are political reasons for that, but put that aside for a moment. What have been the consequences of rushing? There have been virtually no public hearings about all these different elements of this bill. Uh, They say they're close to having a final draft, the thing that Congress will actually vote on, and presumably President Trump will sign if it passes. And there are tons of details that we don't know what they are. It feels like on a regular basis that we keep learning little things that are in there that either a Congress member inserted or has some real-world implications that people aren't even quite aware of. Yes, and I think that's likely to go on for months, assuming this passes. In fact, in Congress, they're already talking about once they pass this bill, having another bill that they would take up in 2018 that would sort of address to fix the, problems the problems with the first bill. <laughs> so the unintended consequences bill uh, will come right in the heels of the actual bill, supposedly, to fix what needs to be fixed. Okay, well, here's a simple question. From what we have seen of this merged bill between the House and Senate, does it pay for itself? You think that's a simple question? <laughs> I would hope it's a simple question. Uh, nobody thinks it will pay for itself. So there are competing estimates, battling claims about what GDP growth will be and so forth. I think the mainstream view on this is that by cutting taxes on corporations, that will generate a little bit of additional economic activity, which in turn will generate a little bit of additional tax revenue for the government, but not nearly $1.5 trillion worth. So it's hard to put a number on this, but a fraction of the $1.5 trillion dollars would probably be recouped through higher revenue. And and that number you cite, that is the estimate for how much money could be added to the debt. The $1.5 trillion is the maximum amount the Senate is allowed to add to the national debt over a 10-year period. So that is sort of the upper bound on the amount of tax cut they can get away with, and it'll probably be right around there. And yet the White House this week released an analysis from the Treasury Department that found that basically this bill is going to somehow pay for itself. Right. So if you accept the assumptions in that Treasury announcement, which, by the way, was not signed by any economists or anybody in charge of anything that we know of. It's just a one-page statement. It's a one-page paper on Treasury letterhead uh, with no authority other than the Treasury Department, I guess, behind it. They said, we think that what will happen is economic growth is going to increase by so much that in the later years of this plan, which will be years five through ten, let's say, we're actually going to get more tax revenue than we would have otherwise, and it's going to actually produce a net gain of $300 billion in tax revenue. Now, that is standard supply-side theory that if you put more money into the economy, it will generate all this additional activity. By and large, it has never panned out, and there are virtually no mainstream economists, what you might call middle, center-right, or center-left, who say that's likely to happen. In order to get an agreement between the House and Senate, they had to both compromise. So what is the direction that the tax bill is moving towards? Like, who's going to win from this and who's going to lose? The one thing that's super clear is the corporate tax rate is coming down by a lot. The original target was 20%. Now it looks like it'll settle around 21%. It could settle around 22%. So that will have a very large and pretty quick impact on economic 
decisions in the U.S. economy. Uh, it will affect the decisions corporations make about where to locate their business. It will affect the decisions investors make about where to invest their money. You could see more foreign money, for example, coming into the United States, investing in U.S. firms, because suddenly the return seems like it might be higher. Then you get to the individual side of the tax cuts, which are a relatively small part of this package. About two-thirds of all these tax cuts are for businesses. There will be some tax cuts for individuals. I don't think they're going to be giant the way Trump characterizes them for almost anybody. I think it's fair to say a majority of families might see a small tax cut in 2018. You might notice that your paycheck gets a little bit bigger because the amount that the government withholds for taxes could actually go down. And then there will be a small percentage of people who will probably be harmed by this to some extent. That's one of the biggest questions. Who will those people be? What we think so far is that that will tend to be wealthier but not rich people. Let's say families earning between 200000 and 500000 in states that tend to be higher tax states where people are more likely to claim that deduction for state and local income taxes and for state and local property tax. A lot of people who could get hit by the uh, reduction in the amount you could deduct for state and local income taxes are people in New York and New Jersey. What impact do you think it'll have locally? It could be a significant impact. Uh, There have been some scare stories about this, so I think you have to take a deep breath and say, let's look at all the provisions of this tax bill because they all come into play. But there are some people who pay a lot in state and local income taxes and a lot in property taxes and typically deduct thousands and thousands of dollars. I mean, five and six digits sometimes they deduct so that that lowers their tax bill, and that's going to come all the way down to just $10,000. So there will definitely be some losers. It also seems that uh, a lot of the places that are being targeted are blue states like New York and California. Do you think that that was intentional on the part of the Republicans? There have been some suggestions that, yeah, if we have to come up with some extra tax revenue, well, let's take it from blue states rather than red states. It's not quite that simple. I've actually looked at people in swing states like Pennsylvania, Ohio, Michigan, Iowa. There are significant portions there that claim this deduction. I've heard from people in Texas where there's no income tax, but there are property taxes. It will affect pockets of people in many states. Okay, so it's generally accepted that this tax bill is going to add to the national debt. What happens if there is a recession in the next couple of years? How will the response from the government be affected by this tax bill? It's a great question, and this is why some economists are pretty concerned about it. So the national debt keeps going up, up, up as a percentage we of heard GDP. We that was a problem. And in, <laughs> as a percentage of GDP and as a, just a raw number. And so far, this has not had any real impact on the ability of the U.S. government to borrow. But if we hit a recession, well, we know that tax revenue will go down even more, pushing the national debt up by even more than it would otherwise. And that's the point at which the government typically does increase spending. That's fiscal stimulus. Will the government be able to do that next time? Will the investors who loan the U.S. government that money say, sure, we're willing to loan you even more money and we're willing to accept low interest rates like we have in the past? Or will they start to be concerned about this? So we don't know the answer, but we do know that there's a pretty good chance there will be a recession in the next decade. And the Trump administration, its assumptions do not call for any recession whatsoever. Okay, all of this is very confusing. The details are still being worked out. But I think a bottom line question for a lot of people, if this passes, when is this going to go into effect? That's one of the few things that's clear about this. It goes into effect January 1st, 2018. Taxes for the current year 2017 will remain the same. Rick Newman is a columnist at Yahoo Finance. Rick, thank you so much. Thank you. I'm Charlie Herman. This is Money Talking from WNYC. 